the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. And verse 13. 13, 13. First Corinthians. And I'm reading. And now abideth faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. We've seen greatness in our lifetime. We've seen man land on the moon. We've seen Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. accomplish the march on Washington, D.C., in August 1963, over a quarter of a million people showed up. We've seen Muhammad Ali declare that he is the greatest boxer of all times, especially when he knocked out Sonny Liston in the first round like he said that he would. He declared himself to be the greatest. Yes, of all these great feats that we've seen in our lifetime, the greatest of all in God's eyesight is love. The greatest of these three that abide faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So let's walk down this lane with the Lord and see what we can receive out of this to make us stronger Christians. If you look at the 13th verse, it says, and now abideth. Abide means to be here to live with. We're living in this. 
We've seen this. And we're striving to understand this and to do this. The first up is faith. Faith is a great thing. Faith is a beautiful thing. When we operate in faith, we are operating in the power and the principles of Almighty God. Faith is a great and beautiful thing. Go to the book of Hebrews. Y'all all right? Anybody bothering you? Anything I need to know? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. Faith abides. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. In verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we see faith is a powerful weapon against the onslaught of the adversary. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. And when we understand that without faith it is impossible to please God, then we must strive to seek what his will is by his word in our lives based on what's happening with us right now. Now faith is. That's a powerful statement. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things. It is the evidence of things not seen. In this Christian life, we must have faith in order to please God. If we don't have faith, God is not pleased with us. We must trust him in whatever endeavor we find ourselves in because stuff happens. It happens. It happens to Christians. And it happens to non-Christians. So we are all in this world together. And we are all affected by what happens in this world. But the child of God will be more enhanced and strengthened if he or she goes through here trusting God for what you cannot see. But yet believe because you're a Christian does not mean that you are not a part of this world. Amen. Amen. People hit Christians in the head. Folks rob Christians. People, I mean, stuff happens. Stuff happens. I was, I was informed um, about a great civil rights leader, 86 years old, that fell a few weeks ago and hit his head straight up on that concrete. Now, this is a Christian. And the pastor of this church fell right over there, straight on that concrete. So then what am I saying? As a child of God, we must operate in faith. Even though we may not know why this has happened to me, why this is going on, why me, Lord, it's you. 
So we must come up with faith in God that everything is going to be all right. Amen. Amen. That everything is going to be all right because we have a heavenly father who loves us. So faith is abiding and faith must be utilized on our journey. We must not try to fight the enemy on our own because he's an old rascal. He's been around a long time. He's an old serpent. And he comes against God's people. He comes against our finances. He comes against our marriages. He comes against our mind. He comes against our will. He comes against anything that's right. The enemy is going to come against it. And in order to be equipped for the life that we've been given in this world, we must come up with faith. Amen. Faith is a powerful weapon. Hebrews chapter 11, that's where you are, right? Look at verse 7. The Bible says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Now here Noah was a man of faith in his generation. He was warned of God, let's check this out, of things not seen as yet. Noah had never seen no rain because it had never rained. But he was so moved by God to build an ark for something he had not seen. See, God moves in the unseen. And it's just like if you could see God in the clouds. And the clouds are dark and, 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 and some of them, you know, it's just, they're out there. But it's like God, you can see him moving behind the cloud. You see him slip behind the darkness of the cloud while you're looking at him. And you're wondering, Lord, where are you? Where are you going? I need you now. I need you now more than I've ever in my lifetime needed you before. The devil put so much pressure on our faith until when it seems like it's not working. Y'all want to hear this? When it seems like it's not working, is because we can't see it. Faith is invisible and it only becomes visible when the child of God acts on it. That's your Maxwell smart moment. Now those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. <laughs> Get smart. So it's almost like God is moving away from us and we're wondering, Lord, where are you going? I need you now. I, I need you to be here with me right now because I've got this trouble in my home. I've got this trouble with my children. I've got this trouble in the place I go and make my money. I've got this trouble with my neighbor. So, Lord, where are you? We must understand that faith operates on the premise of what you cannot see. Hmm? So Noah being moved of God because of things that he did not see, he built an ark. 
And for 120 years, that man was faithful. And after 120 years, only he and his family were saved. And Noah became the heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. In other words, when we came to the Lord, we had our own righteousness. He gave us his righteousness so that we might become heirs in his family. He gave that to us because we needed that in this world. And so as we put on the whole armor of God and begin to operate in spiritual principles, then what we will find is relief. But I need to tell you, it's basically not going to let up. Because when the devil gets after something, he keeps on pushing. He keeps on pushing until he break up marriages. He keeps on pushing until you're broke. He keeps on pushing until you feel like going to sign yourself in in the psych ward. And while you rebuking him in the name of Jesus and pleading the blood against him in the name of Jesus, he hides for a moment. But he comes back stronger than what he was when he left. So we got to have faith in order to please God because God is talking to us and if we don't listen to him, then our faith won't work because we don't have it. You ever seen anybody get scared or something and run off? That's what people do oftentimes in life. They get scared of life and they run off. Now when the pressures of life are pressing in on you and it seems like there's no relief, the question is, here's the question, where is your faith? There's no other remedy when it comes to dealing with Satan. You got to have faith. And you got to have it all the time for every situation because he's not going to let up. I'm not glorifying him. I'm telling you what he's doing. And for everything he does, you got to have faith to combat it. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, where's your faith? <laughs> I'm getting a little messy now. Um, look at verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Now, now this, 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 th th there, is, there is a common web of truth, line of truth right here. If you look back in, in uh, the seventh verse, it says, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. See, God will show you stuff that's going to come. And you have to believe it enough to start praying. Because it's going to come, it's going to shake the house and the shutters. But you got the victory. But it's your faith on trial. <laughs> it's your faith on trial. Now you notice, uh, not seen as yet. 
in verse 7. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, right? Am I right about it? All right. Look at verse 20. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Not seen as yet. So that tells me then that if we are going to follow God, we have to have enough faith to follow him. And it's going to operate on what you don't see, but yet believe. Is this okay? See, if, if we wait to see it before we say it, <laughs> that's not faith. That's vision. But if we speak that which we don't see but yet believe, and it lines up with God's word, it's going to happen. All things being equal, it's going to happen. Verse 23. I'm talking about faith. Now abide in these three, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Verse 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. His, his parents hid him for three months and God is so good because he ended up being raised in Pharaoh's house. <laughs> Ain't that something? The army out there looking and killing all these children but yet, God got Moses up in Pharaoh's house. Now, you don't, tell, you, don't, you don't tell me, you can't convince me that God ain't taking care of you. He got shoes on your feet. He got clothes on your back and put an appetite in you and gave you food. Faith is powerful, everybody. And if we would just use it, we would find that it actually works. Amen. Amen? Because faith is abiding, and it has no plans of going anywhere. 1 Corinthians 13, go back there. Faith operates on the invisible to make the invisible visible. Amen. Live a life of faith and you should do pretty good. Faith is a beautiful thing. 1 Corinthians 13 and 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not love. I ain't nothing. Now think about this. Though I have faith. So that I can remove all mountains. In other words. If I got faith as a grain of mustard seed. And I say to this mountain. Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in my heart. But shall believe that those things which I say shall come to pass. I shall have whatsoever I say. So what is standing in your way? Whatever is standing in your way, we're going to call it a mountain. 
speak to it. Amen? Though I have all faith so that I can speak to mountains. Now watch this. It's not God talking to the mountains. It's me speaking to the mountains. I have to have enough faith to speak to that mountain and believe that it's going to move. Believe that it's going to get up out of my way. Believe that that obstacle is no longer there. That's what glorifies God. Amen? But if I do all this and I don't have love, I ain't nothing. We're going to get deep into that as we go. But, but you got to understand that God's people must not put on the jacket that the world is wearing. That I can quote all these scriptures, but I don't care about you. Huh? I, I can talk all this talk, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to help you. That's not Christianity. If it is, it's a bastardized version of it. Because real Christianity helps people. It allows Jesus and them to reach out and to touch somebody's life for good. And so though I can operate in all these miracles and quote all of these scriptures and, and, and do all of this work, but yet I can't get along with you. Amen? All right, there's some word coming up. It's more word than this. Love cannot be exercised without kindness. Uh, I don't, it, it does not matter. You know, what you may think about it, love cannot. It's impossible to exercise love when you have no kindness. Ephesians 4 and 32. Ephesians 4 and 32. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. In Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So the forgiveness that I have received from the Lord, I should give that to you. You don't have to ask me for it. You don't have to try to buy it. What I have received from the Lord, I need to give that to you. I need to be kind to you, as kind as I possibly can. And if you spell the word kind, spell it. Now take the D off it. Spell it. That means in Christ we are kin. Amen, church. Now, there abides another powerful attribute that's descriptive of real Christianity. See, 
Everything that God has, Satan has a counterfeit for it. See, you, we shall know one another that we are Christians by our love. Oh, this seat is heating up now. By our love, we shall know. Jesus said, all men shall know that you are my disciples because you have love one to another. So it's a lot of fake Christianity that has no standing and has no foundation. It sounds something like this. I love you, love you more, you liar, you. Huh? If you love me more or if you love me like I love you, you wouldn't be doing this to me. You shall know them by their fruits. What is that? The words that come out of their mouth. Amen? Now let's look at hope right quick. Now abided these three. Faith. Hope. Let's take a look at hope. Mm -hmm. See because hope endures. Believing for something better. Hope does not give up. Hope hangs in there. And it believes that God some way and somehow is going to turn it around. I'm amazed that you're just looking at me. And all this word coming out. But you're going to catch up. Hope endures. And, and the reason that a lot of marriages go south is because there's no hope left. The reason that a lot of businesses close down and churches abandon their buildings is because there ain't no hope. There's no hope. When people are on their last leg and one person says, I've done all I can and there's no more that I can do, that means that they have no hope. Because hope endures. No matter what happens, hope endures. In other words, endurance Macrothemio, hope will be there in the morning when the sun comes up. Hope will be there in the evening when the sun goes down. Hope will try everything possible to resolve the issue. Hope will go the second mile, third mile. Fit him out until the shoes wear out. Hope is a powerful thing. Now, 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 check this out. These abide. These things are here for us if we choose to operate in them. Oftentimes, the enemy. When we operate in godly principles, the enemy, the first thing that he's going to do is step up and call you a fool. 
are you a fool? You're a fool to put up with that, he says. He wants you in jail. He wants you to take things into your own hands. And when you do, he got the popo right around the corner. <laughs> they don't have that far to come. They just come around there and pick you up and haul you. <laughs> and haul you off because you chose not to endure. You, you, you chose not to put up with this no longer. And I'm tired of being messed over. And I'm going to settle it. And I'm going to settle it tonight. Then bang, bang. That's the way, that's the way people. But, but that's, not, that's not God's way of dealing with things. If you will hold your peace, he will fight your battles. You shall not need to fight in this battle. But the Lord will fight your battle for you. Now don't get in a hurry and don't get anxious because the battle that he fights for you may take three years. See, that's what hope does. Hope endures. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13. Hope endures. Don't 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 go to jail. No. Then we have to send the prison ministry. First Corinthians thirteen. Ask your neighbor, do you have hope? Now hope endures believing for something better. You got that? Hope endures, believing for something better. Sometimes people that get unattached in marriage or divorced or whatever you want to call it, in the splitting up of the furniture and the splitting up of all this and somebody hauling the kids off, when you are going through that, your mind is challenged. Your heart is challenged. And your will is challenged. Because it's something that you've not seen necessarily before, all things being equal, but it hurts. Because life as you once knew it won't necessarily be that way for a minute. Everything is turned upside down. A person that's going through bankruptcy, same thing. You know, the, the folk hauling your stuff off. and it, It's just that challenge. And like I said before, we are in this world, not of this world. We are Christians, but we are not. We are not set up to not go through these trials. But God will help you. I say God will help you. I said God will help you. He will see you through. Won't he do it? Can't he do it? Is he able to do it? God got some of you right now in the 
palm of his hand. Ain't nobody going to bother you. Ain't nobody going to mess with you. God got you. See, that's a euphemism that we use today. God got you. Or I got this. God got your life in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands. And he got me and you, brother, in his hands. And he got me and you, sister, in his hands. And no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. But you got to believe. 1 Corinthians 13 and 7. I'm talking about hope. The Bible says, Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Man, that's, that's some muscle. That's some hope that's got some muscle that's able to carry you through. No matter what the weather looks like, no matter what the situation looks like, hope has you. And it's straining to get you to the top. In every situation in life, we have to endure hope. Amen. Romans chapter 4. Fourth chapter of Romans. The greatest of these is love. And that's what I'm getting to next. So hold on. I'm coming. Romans the fourth chapter. Now I'm getting ready to show you something here. So maybe it will explain to you. If you're striving to live godly. I'm fixing to show you something that could possibly be happening to you. To explain to you so that you won't faint. This life is full of opportunities to faint and fall all out. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 4, I'm talking about hope. Look at verses 17 through 21. And it's a cameo picture of the life of our father Abraham. See, God has already called you to greatness. But the stuff that you deal with, you don't think you're great at all. Because sometimes in the middle of the battle, yeah, it's a battle. Sometimes in the middle of a battle, we give up. And we go back to what's familiar. Because the heart in us is tired of fighting. Tired of seeming to be in opposition to people around us while they are talking that yang and we're talking scripture. Sometimes, if you're not careful, that can wear you out. And then we run away and we hide. You don't have to run away and hide. You should own all the turf that the, your foot is placed on. God says, every place you have placed your foot, I've given that to you. So we don't run. We don't back up and quit. We don't throw up both hands and quit coming to church. We don't fall out and faint. 
we use God's word, which is our weapon. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Baby, if you got one last breath left, give it to God and shout the victory and go on to be with Jesus. Too many of us are giving up. Too many of us are giving up. And oftentimes, please hear this. Oftentimes when people give up, they had already prepared to do it before they did it. And what they use is another weak Christian as a reason. You can't be using me as a reason to quit. But people reach out and they blame other people because they call them a hypocrite and that's the reason I'm leaving the church. No, you leaving the church for another reason. I remember it was a young lady here that was operating in ministry and doing real good. Leading sometime in prayer and doing real good. And left the church. So I sent somebody to find the sister. Let her know we love her and we want her to come back to the church. Well, when the person I sent over to her house rang the doorbell. Now this was a single young lady. A muscular guy with a t-shirt, undershirt on, came and answered the door. So a lot of times, it ain't the, not, it's not sometimes that the eloquent preacher ain't preaching. Huh? Or the hospitality is not hospitable. Huh? Or the ushers are not ushers. It's none of that. They had to get back to what they were familiar with. So people leave churches for different reasons. Because they find a reason to quit. Jesus says straight is the way. Narrow is the way. And he said broad is the way. And many are going to go in the broad way. That ain't just that street out there in Cedar Grove, Hollywood, where Broadway is. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Motown. <laughs> Maybe we ain't got to go to Detroit to be in Motown. <laughs> we got our own Motown. Here in Romans 4, a snapshot into the life of our father Abraham. Listen to this. Romans 4 and 17. The Bible says, as it is written, and that's what we must depend on today. What's written? What does the word say? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Hold on to that. Before him whom he believed, even God, who giveth life, to the dead 
and calleth those things which are not as though they were. Listen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Tell your neighbor he had to endure. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now remember God told him to go into Sarah, amen, and talk to her, and she'll get pregnant. Now the question is... <laughs> There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are... Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.